0: When you want me to pump this intro in.
1: Oh boy, let's get it going. I mean, how silly is that? What are we talking about? Let's go to basketball. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another season and another episode of Hoop Dreams, the basketball podcast on the 8-Bit Collective, powered by our pals at Audio-Technica. My name is Matt Tilby, and I am joined by the Anthony Edwards and James Wiseman of the 8-Bit Collective. I'll let you decide who is who. It's John Peck and Brendan White. Boys, welcome back. How are we doing?
0: (laughs) We're doing fantastic. Um... I'll take Edwards just for now. Like, Wiseman, he's a traditional big man. John, mm. I think, is a very traditional man. <laughs> well, I'll take the yeah. dude that doesn't even know if he wants to play basketball, even though he uh, got picked first overall.
1: Yeah, concerning, concerning uh, material from the number one pick to hear that he's not really even that much of a fan, considering he's the first-round pick in the most, I guess, talked-about mm-hmm. draft in quite a while. But, yeah, it's been... It feels like just yesterday that we uh, had our lost episode that will forever be lost to the ether. I guess every Skills podcast, <laughs> every podcast has them. Um, yeah, shout out to our friend Gavin Skills who uh, uh, jumped on for an episode with us to to round out last season and forgot to <laughs> press record. So, we do love
0: you, Gav, and yeah, <laughs> as you said, every podcast has them, but that does not mean that does not hurt any less. So exactly, uh, but we're back. Uh, we're retooling here with uh, Hoop Dreams, we're sort of changing the format, lightening the load and lightening the, the flow, I guess we could say, you know, we're uh, trying to mix things up a little bit and make it more uh, infotainment, as I like mm. to call most things in my life. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm educated enough to be fully um, informative, and uh, I'm probably not funny enough to be just true entertainment, so I merge them mm. together, and that's what Hoop Dreams is now.
1: The boys have got me going off script as much as possible, so we'll see how <laughs> badly that falls apart within the next ten minutes. But uh, yeah, Jonah, how you been? It's been uh, well the sh- shortest off season in, I guess, NBA history.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a blink and you'll miss an off season, which is just really weird. I'm not ready. For, I'm not even ready for basketball. Like the preseason's mm. happening. There's there's actual games, and usually when they come back, it's like yes, I'll be waiting for. Some action, but this time it's like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to be tuning in for, you know, 15 minutes of, of Kyrie and KD, even though it, it is exciting to see some of these new look lineups for the first time. I'm happy to just catch the highlights.
1: Mm, exactly. And of course, it's a bit of an early Christmas present <clears throat> for us this season, mm. with the season uh, kicking off, I believe, December 22 in the US, which should be uh, Festivus for us, December 23rd. Amen. But... Check that out
0: on the, uh, the Hungry Gamers.
1: Yeah, there we go. A festive for the rest of us. But uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that off-season was very short, and uh, but we had a lot packed into a very short amount of time. The draft, but as well as that, free agency and a whole bunch of trades. Hmm. Let's just dump dump, dump right let's into, dump it. into it. <laughs> let's we'll dump into it. Gross. We'll over. be dumping on
2: some of the trades. <laughs> exactly. Um,
1: the big one, obviously, um, that happened for a West team is obviously... Not Russell Westbrook and John Wall. I'm going to talk about uh, Chris Chris Paul going to the Phoenix Suns, of course. But uh, I I don't know how to feel about this, boys. You were very it, angry when this first broke. Yeah. <laughs> you were ropeable.
0: You were spitting fire on Facebook chat at whatever early hour of that morning it was.
1: Yeah i I just have a soft spot for Kelly Oubre. I think you know he he. Why? Well, if you give me a moment, I can see what you mean there. He was—he was very much coming along in our sort of uh, our re- mini revival that we had last season, and, and really sort of gave us our identity. Of course, we were
2: mm-hmm.
1: nicknamed the Valley Boys, and that sort of now adorns our our city jersey, which we'll get to a little bit later in the show, I'm sure. But yeah, he was—he was really the one who invested in our our identity and, and really got to, you know immersing himself in in phoenix life and phoenix culture and then you know him along with rubio who arguably was having one of his better years i'm not sure if it was a career year but he was definitely on that 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 path and those were the two big losses for me i wasn't particularly happy because i thought that they both did very well but yeah i mean it's a lot of money as well i I mean we We've all talked about how much we paid Rubio and whatnot, and we've talked about how much John Wall gets in his contract. And among those sorts of high levels, it's probably not as much. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, it will take me some time to adjust. But yeah, I mean, he he's certainly a star player in that regard, and I guess we do we do need that that player at that uh, that point guard position.
2: And I saw like a tweet, little like eight second clip today that showed already. The impact that he's having, like pointing to holes mm-hmm. in the defense and that kind of thing. So I think it'll be some of those, uh, what do they call, like the the one percent, the one percent kind of plays yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, you might not notice if you're just keeping an eye on the ball the whole time. But he'll, <clears throat> he'll make a big difference to the culture of that team, to the you <clears throat> know the effort and the mentality because he's someone that like it gives it a hundred percent every night and all he wants to do is win and or th- complain to the to yeah. referees he'll do whatever it takes he'll be a snitch <laughs> he doesn't care he'll he'll tell the refs that someone has their jersey untucked he doesn't care oh, so I, I think that uh, that's probably something that's been missing in phoenix is that kind of veteran who's been there and you know you can go to war with if his body holds out for the season is kind of the question but he was very impressive in oklahoma and look what he did with that roster which was a far less impressive team than what Phoenix already has around him. So it's, I think it's, you should be hopeful Tilby, be, you can complain when he gets injured or if something, you know, goes disastrously, but you know, have some optimism for this point. Yeah, I, I
1: guess I've got it. But uh, do, you, do you think he's going to be a coach when he finally hangs up? Because I feel like that yeah. sort of mentor role that you were sort of talking about him pointing and, and talking about sort of, st- you know Mm. plays on on the bench with the younger guys like it it just he just seems ready made to sort of move into that role once he finishes I
2: think so especially if you look at his involvement off the court he's like the player association president or he has been I can't remember where he's, he's sitting at the moment so he's very involved in in the game off the court and I can easily see him if he wants to go that direction being snapped up the same way that Jason Kidd was and You know, Steve Nash has had that opportunity Mm -hmm. recently with with the the Nets and I I think there'll be definitely a team that's willing to gamble on him without even really having to see any any proof of what he can do because he's just got such a great IQ out on the floor and (laughs) the challenge might be having him relate to other people because he hasn't always had, like, the best people skills. You can ask Blake Griffin about that, but, yeah, we'll see. He's still got a few years left in him, even if it is in a smaller role. I, I think, to think he's going with... to do
0: wonders for Aiton for you guys, though. I think he's just going to feed yeah. Aiton in the post. Like, Aiton's going to look really good with Paul running the point there.
1: Mm. There were a whole bunch of clips from today's loss to the Lakers that were literally just pick and roll, lob, dunk. And it was just, you know, that sort of stuff. It's going to be... We're yeah, going to cool. be seeing that quite a bit, I feel. Uh, let's just get straight into it, guys. Russell Westbrook traded to the Wizards for John Wall. Mm. The blockbuster trade that we were all hoping for and expecting from uh, the Rockets. I guess the other player might be uh, on his way too. But yeah, the experiment's over. It was not a, a long-lasting thing for for, for Russ. Um, I kind of see this as a good move for Westbrook, not so much for, for Wall. I feel like there was all that talk about Westbrook wanting to be the, the head honcho on a team again and now that he's able to do that on a on a, a rockets uh, sorry a wizards team that was you know mid mid of, middle of the pack in the the east it's it's going to be tough to see whether they can actually make that jump into you know any higher or even into the playoffs again but he certainly got that option there I feel like with him and, and Bradley Beal you know, running things it's going to be they're going to be tough to beat
0: yeah i think it's it's certainly still beal's team like uh they they refuse like they could have traded beal the last several years for probably quite the haul but Mm. they just keep doubling down and and putting all their chips in with him and he's he's a hell of a player so it's going to be interesting to see how these two function on the court together uh yeah the the wizards i think they're gonna still be at the back of the pack in the east like a think they'll probably end up in the playing tournament to potentially sneak in as one of the the last teams into the playoffs but it's certainly going to be fun to watch <laughs> it's it's crazy that wall's finally healthy and actually looking good and they <laughs> you know trade him and tack on a first round pick to get him out out of the out of the team after sticking by him for so long to bring in westbrook like it's it's a lateral move for both teams i think ultimately and, and if wall you know, Wall, at say 80% probably from where Westbrook is now, probably slightly better, like slightly the better player, I think at this point in time in their careers. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just the, the Wizards, they're just not a team that I would be openly taking time out of my schedule to tune in to watch. <laughs> you know, there's going to be some interesting fashion decisions and, you know, Beal and Westbrook are going to get some highlights on ESPN and whatnot, but outside of that the team still looks a little bit ho-hum like if Rui can keep ascending and you know keep improving his play that's three decent pieces and then some other young guys they've got to potentially build around as well but yeah, I think they're going to be still on the outside looking in as far as the, the more Eastern playoff locks.
1: Mm. I mean, Jonah, what do you think of that wage as well for John Wall? Do you feel like that might force Houston's hand to possibly push out James Harden as well or do you feel like they're going to try and make that work with both?
2: I think they've well I've got them both there so it's it's not a matter of being able to afford it because it's you know it's part of the, the salary now it's more about I guess how much luxury tax they want to pay how does it restrict the other moves they could make but whew, I don't know like get, getting rid of Harden it's not going to be easy just as this trade wasn't easy they had to take on a guy like Wall just to get rid of Westbrook. So it, it'll be interesting. It, it, I think the thing was it was a gamble to have uh, John Wall this year for the Wizards. They didn't know what kind of person he was going to be when he came back. They didn't know what kind of player he was going to be. And it's looking like he's got the spring at his step still. He's I think he scored twenty four points, uh, 21 points in 24 minutes. So... That's there, but Westbrook's more of the sure thing, and they probably didn't want to waste another year of Beal's prime on the risk that something happens to Wall or that he's not the guy that he used to be. And and for the Rockets, I think it's just a, a tumultuous time. It's, it's so weird, like since Daryl Morey was moved on and they've just been retooling ever since. It, it doesn't look like it's going to be a year of stability over there. Especially with all the rumors about Harden and him not showing up to camp, mm. and whether he's put on fifty pounds or not, <laughs> we were trying <laughs> to figure it out before. Our photo was just <laughs> ooh, boy. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't tell if it was like he, he just ate a, a whole lot of cheese before the game, or if it was just a bad angle, or he's you know maybe he's got a jumper under his jersey or something. Uh, but I, yeah, it, it doesn't seem like it's um it's it's all you know happy in in paradise down there in Texas. I think. The Rockets have a possibility to hang around that eighth seed if if Harden sticks around. They'll probably be even better than that. But is he going to stay? I don't think so. I, I feel like that the, where there's smoke or where there's where there's smoke, there's fire. And yeah, it's it's hasn't been a happy off season for fans down there.
1: What do you see Harden going, guys? I feel like that's the next big step <clears throat> to discuss because mm. it's been rumbling on for what seems like a good solid two to three yeah. weeks now. I mean, Brooklyn's uh, the, the, the Mets, one that yeah. people
2: are throwing out there, but I, just, what, what, I guess they'd have to give up a bunch of their young players to, to even just make the salary meet. and well, then it's, you... it's
0: pretty much like Dinwiddie, Levert, and yeah. then a chunk of picks would make it I, happen. <laughs> yeah. I
1: would feel so bad for Spencer Dinwiddie if he finally gets that trade to another team and then has to play second fiddle yet again.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to see who else... I mean, big contracts, they're, they're hard to kind of predict, sim, similar to the Westbrook wall trade, but if, if you want to move these big contracts, it's possible. And I guess it, it's possible to see like another superstar get moved. Um,
1: well, what are you guys like? There was also the the rumor that he was perhaps going to the Sixers uh, for mm. Ben Simmons, Daryl Morey. Obviously, yeah. at the Sixers now has said <laughs> this isn't happening. I'm pretty keen to to stick with both Ben and Joel Embiid, but the rumors keep going on. It it it's obviously not as clear cut as we all seem to think.
0: I think I'd prefer Simmons still. Like just from like just sort of just. Thinking on my feet and which way I'd prefer to build my team and the ages and this potential drama that we're seeing with Harden where where there is a little bit of uh, disgruntled superstar going on here and his addiction to the strip clubs and whatever else. Like, you know, nothing wrong with that. You know, biddies are great and all, all. But I just think there's still so much untapped potential with Simmons and, mm. yeah, Maury, Maury and, uh, and Doc are retooling things and putting a lot of shooters around them now to, to try and make... Uh, Embiid and Simmons and co-work and from all early returns during preseason it looks like they might have potentially at least a few of the ingredients of the secret sauce to actually have them all play the mm. right way together so I would prefer to just see like if I was if I was in the sixes front office I'd want to see how that plays out first before I potentially trade for, for Harden and yeah. just you know clog, clog the speed up even more of the game with him there just ISOing for twenty seven seconds of the shot clock every other play. I don't really know what
2: he wants. Like he's a guy that's been the third option in Oklahoma. He didn't seem too upset with his role there, you know, but he really flourished once he moved. And since then it's just been like a rotating door of of, you know, second fiddles from Dwight Howard to Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook. And it just never seems to work out. So I don't really know what he wants. He, he, he had a team that was completely built around his play style and it failed and he, he was upset enough being there still that it, it seems to have been the reason that Westbrook demanded to leave because he didn't want to be there if Harden was gone. So, yeah, I would really like to hear him come out similar to what Jimmy Butler did when he was in Minnesota and say, like, look, this is what I want.
1: What get the practice team together and yeah. <laughs> beat the first team. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I did like the uh, the joke that you made, Jono, uh, when we were talking a couple of days ago on on our Facebook chat. Mm-hmm. That the uh, the new Harden Five shoe, because <laughs> it's all multicolored. Because we just don't know which team he's going to go for, so yeah. we just <laughs> keep all of, keep all of our options open. <laughs> um, of course, yeah, we also got the NBA draft, um, which happened during this time as well. Anthony Edwards number one, James Wiseman number two. Like, we all sort of expected, either, either which way that was going to happen. But Levar at no, not Levar, Lamelo wow. at, num, at number three. Lavar was pissed. You could see him when uh, the the camera was on him, and he was uh, a little bit uh, stern. I, it's probably the best way to say it. But yeah, he sucks.
2: did he that he dropped, or that he ended up going to that particular team.
1: I think a bit of both. I think, I think he probably would have wanted that sort of spotlight on him at a, at a place like Minnesota or Golden State, but obviously he's now the, you could arguably say, the number one option for the Hornets now that uh, Gordon Hayward's got his monster contract and then also broken uh, his a finger in his right hand, his shooting hand, so he's going to be out for another while yet as well. So... But no one wants to be drafted to the Hornets, honestly.
0: <laughs> I, see I like I've been to all three of these cities and Charlotte is fantastic. Like Carolina, like North Carolina and stuff like that is a phenomenal part of the the world or it used to be. Obviously I can't talk to how things are in America right now, but um yeah, the the team the team has got some good young studs. Like I think looking at the the sum of all parts at the Hornets, like it's, it's weird to see where ball is going to slot in because you do have graham there and um rosier still so you've sort yeah. of already got a couple of <laughs> a couple of guards that are going to want to use the ball and distribute where um yeah where ball is, is similar so it's going to be weird to see how they work that in i think he's come off the bench in both preseason games so far can't shoot to save his mm. life still yeah. like i don't know what lavar was teaching these kids growing up like yeah have all the ball handling skills the world's ever seen but maybe take some time working on your shooting stroke as well kiddos like
1: that like that first first stat line from his first game zero points 10 rebounds four assists four turnovers in 16 minutes
2: it's a lot of ball usage yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's a lot i don't know how many shots he took but
1: he took a good like seven or eight i believe Mm -hmm. and didn't make any of them so it's
0: it's weird he's sort of like a smaller ben simmons really like Simmons has a bit more of a post game and stuff but neither of them can really shoot but they can they can play as a bigger point like what is what is ball he's six six or six seven I think' he's six eight? seven yeah mm. I know he's a big boy so
2: yeah they yeah, might so, try and teach know. him to play a different position yeah in Charlotte but I,
0: think, I think with the, those three guys I mentioned as well as PJ Washington they've got some good young players to sort of try and grow together where Minnesota Anthony Edwards the dude as I said doesn't even potentially want to play basketball cat and d'angelo being best buds it's not going to potentially equate to any more wins like yeah rubio's back there going full circle to where it began but like i don't know (laughs) what that goes on (laughs) yeah and, and obviously i think wiseman's ended up in the best situation for him because he's going to be on a team that's on the ascension again even though they are missing thompson they're still going to be a team that's going to sneak into the finals. I don't think mm. they're going to be the top four. It's going to be more the back end of that top eight where they're going to end up settling, but healthy Curry, Draymond and Wiseman.
1: Mm. They needed someone down low, didn't they? Like You've obviously got Kevon yeah. Looney there and, and he's been there for quite some time, but apart from Draymond being there, you, ha- you haven't really noticed. It's been like a revolving door of centers for them. It's just like yeah. who they're able to pick up on the cheap. So I guess them being able to invest in the future in a in a, you know, a long-term center for them and someone who's fully committed to Mm. the process um obviously not to use that term (laughs) but yeah they they seem like they want to go all in on him so it seems like a good start
2: yeah it's been draymond in the middle for a lot of the run and i don't know how that would work up going up against a combination of ad and lebron like he's probably already going to have to be guarding bron bron so i don't know uh, maybe He's just going to may- be
0: swinging those nut kicks out like reckless <laughs> abandon, hoping he can down them that way. Yeah,
2: yeah. fatality, flawless victory. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, speaking of the Lakers, they've been doing some business as well. Some pretty solid business in free agency. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of it. As a, a fellow Pacific, they've done team so well. Supporter. The rich
0: just get richer. That's the problem. Like yeah. they're already. And they managed the to favorite. get
1: younger too. Like yeah, like getting
0: uh, getting Schroeder. For a a dirty sandwich and a second round (laughs) pick or something like that he they got him for nothing before before the draft he's he's an underrated pickup like yeah they they lose rondo but but schroeder's you know he's he's still a good youngish point guard uh shoots probably a little bit too much for his own good but him and then getting uh you know trez six man Uh, The man of the
1: year and (laughs) the hustle award or whatever it was called (laughs)
0: yeah and then picking up uh picking up marcus for for the other half of that dirty sandwich i talked about uh you know they've got some good (laughs) players there like they 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 said goodbye to to howard and, and brought in gasol i feel bad for howard because uh you know he was he was talking up how that he's excited to go back to la and run it back with the team and then and it broke on the on the on the social media it's like yeah you're not coming back bro like they've moved yeah, it was on like so da- it's like to hours 50. or something yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um yeah how do you feel brendan about because obviously we showed you that picture of marcus Gasol and Sergio barker both, yeah, both talking to each other one, yeah, one one of the lakers one of the clippers it must uh Rattle you a little bit? Yeah,
0: it's it's stung a little bit. Like I think more so the the um Abaka loss hurt for me more than Gasol. Like Gasol start like last year, he was starting to look like he's pretty washed. Like he's he's getting a bit older, he's slowing down, he's shooting, and his offense has just fallen off a cliff. Where uh, Abaka at times was our best player in games in the finals for us. So that's a big loss, and especially because he signed what was it two years, eighteen million or something. Like it was a cheap deal with the Clips. Mm. So That hurts. Like we picked up Aaron Baines. Like, you know, it's nice to have an Aussie on on the Raptors, but like he's he's older than a Barker, and has done less than a Barker. Never played more than twenty minutes. So we're still pretty weak at centre for my raps.
1: So it just means it just means you'll get like one or two games this season where he absolutely goes off and breaks like records or something like he did in phoenix so you've got that there that's what you're paying for okay
2: (laughs) it's not a good vote of confidence for Bucker to leave for such a you know minimum contract as well i think it's like he's saying i think i've got a better chance out of the clippers to win a ring or maybe he just wanted that la lifestyle it could be as simple as that you know with uh with all the scarves he can get his hands on. But... A better
0: scarf game there on the uh, on the west coast. Yeah,
2: OG might be following him over soon. <laughs>
0: hey, OG.
1: Oh, OG James James Johnson looking
2: like an astronaut in his uh his <laughs> his outfits. Um speaking of fits, we got these uh the City Edition jerseys. You've been all about this, Tilby, the last few weeks.
1: I love that they are going all in on these city edition jerseys for the last couple of years. It's like one of it's my, my Christmas the preseason, just looking at all these designs. And obviously, some of them have been duds um, over the past couple of years. But I feel like this current crop of city edition jerseys might be the best. Um, so we're going to have a, we're going to put our fashion watch caps
2: on. And we've got our badge yeah. and gun. Um, I think it's gonna... more hit than missed this time. It's, I'm, I'm yeah. liking a lot of these.
0: Oh, there's some misses though, and there's well, there's some big misses. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear the misses.
1: I want to hear. I want to hear you got as a, as a miss or a couple misses, Brendan.
0: Okay, uh, the Boston Celtics one is Ooh, a yeah. big, 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 big miss. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers is a big miss, and apparently each letter of of uh, Cleveland is is like a use, using lettering from a, a, a rock band's logo because obviously, yeah. oh man, the Rock and Roll Hall of the, Fame is the is Hall in of Cleveland, fame. yeah. I think so one of the, each one of those letters is from bands like Pink Floyd, and and David Bowie gets the V, I think.
1: Because they've got that stitched look to make it look like a, a jacket, like a yeah. a denim jacket. Which I can look, I can appreciate it. It's a cool idea, but mm. I yeah, think someone someone sucks. said it. Yeah, this, <laughs> someone said it looked like a ransom note on the front of the jersey, yeah, which is
2: I think is is. Uh, particularly damning even like the Nike swoosh has the same kind of crap stitching over it it just Mm. if I was Nike I wouldn't be too happy with that like
1: I I can understand why Boston's one looks the way it is obviously it's supposed to represent the the blank banner at their training ground which is obviously their source, (laughs) source of power their motivation um but it looks so dull. It's mm. so bland. It
0: really does compared to the rest of them. Like the other ones that I wanted to, just sort of I guess you could say name and shame as the, the Knicks, uh, the the Philly, the 76ers one.
1: Okay, I have I as someone who's been to Philadelphia, and understands that the meaning behind the 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 lighthouse row um, light up uh, boats because they they basically had lit up there. Like a section of houses along the lake, it's they call it Boathouse Row. And as someone who's been there and and seen it, I can understand why they've done it. But I guess they are kind of like running out of ideas for yeah, things to, to represent their city. It doesn't I make like the jersey look good. The,
0: the TTP, trust the trust yeah. process <laughs> yeah, just into the, it as well. Tiny on the
1: front, it's very good. Yeah, the Clippers
0: um, with the the GTA San Andreas it's,
1: font. It, it's the inverse of last year. They had a white version of it, and it's just like, they, you know, they didn't try, which is a little bit disappointing. I wanted to point out the uh, the Brooklyn Nets one, which yeah, is a, a Basquiat um, sort of influence on it, but it looks like a kid's just dribbled, mm. just written on the front of the chest. Yeah, because
0: they did a different artist last year. I can't remember who they highlighted last year, which that was, was an artist from.
2: What was that? That was a. I think it was a big. They did Biggie for. Oh, mm. that's right. The last one, yeah. yeah. I do yeah. like the herringbone kind of like pattern across that that you, you see as you look closely, but yeah, the the brackets and the the font doesn't quite work for me.
1: Yeah, I I mean I'm finding a lot more positivity in in the West actually. Like Denver, um, the Trailblazers, and Utah, all from the Northwest, looking pretty solid. They've mm. some of them are a little bit more like. Um, color variations on previous ones mm-hmm. but i feel like both of them have been really solid johnny you were a big fan of the spurs one
2: i love the spurs one i love it it's so 90s i yeah, guess that's yeah. one of the things mm. that very that, throwback that, it's super And shape. you know it's easy to do a throwback to the 90s because it's like you know the popular era for a lot of these um teams that were kind of finding their success for the first time the hornets has kind of somewhat gone back to that tealish kind of buzz city buzz city baby mm. um and then the the paces have gone back to like the reggie miller slash runner yeah. test era <laughs> the, <laughs> the malice and uh, the <laughs> yeah um but yeah i think that it's the one thing about the spurs is it's it's not like too much it's it's you know it it, it i just like it it just works it's, it's
1: simple and it takes your attention, yeah. which I, I do yeah. agree. It's colourful um,
2: for, for them, like they're a team that has not had yeah, black attractive jerseys for a long time. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> As a Suns fan, obviously I'm biased, but the the Valley jersey is a very cool take. Yeah, um, yeah I'm a fan. Eight, eight bit sort of style. Um, the you know the the sort of blocky Valley. I guess pixel art, Aurora, yeah. aurora pixel art, yeah. <laughs> Lake is going back to a white and blue, which is kind of bizarre. But look, we all we all have to admit. Uh, I mean, the Miami Heat one.
2: I like it. It's. I it's, don't know. I'm not as much of I'm a torn. fan as other people. It, <laughs> it, 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 like my friend Mike Geisen, who's in our fantasy league, said it looks like they just figured out how to use the gradient in Photoshop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it just makes me think of hypercolor clothes. It makes me think of
2: it's cyberpunk.
0: <laughs> oh that too but like you're yeah, just wearing hyper color clothes yeah. as a kid where extreme heat or extreme cold touches your clothes and it changes color patterns on it it oh. makes me think of that and um, apparently this is the last sort of vice version they're doing they're moving on next year in the next city run so uh, I think they ended on a not the highest of notes I think it's really nice my, mm. my favorite one though is the Memphis Grizzlies jersey their That's city one a... I love it man I love it I know Tilby, you're not huge on it but it's I'm such a, a weird fan. mix.
1: because like, I can understand the the black and gold and that's cool, but then you mix in the old Vancouver Grizzlies trim across yeah. the under the shoulders and the and the collar. I don't know if that, that gels it's, well enough.
2: Nah. It it's a, it's again another nineties throwback to try and, you know, be retro or whatever, but it didn't look good in the nineties either. It's
0: inspired by <laughs> Isaac Hayes, man, the guy that voiced Chef. <laughs>
2: uh, I know who he is. He's he's a <laughs> he's like probably a whole he's probably in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah but um <laughs> what do you guys think of the chicago one because i was talking about this one with my brother and i love the art deco font but the he wasn't a big fan of the gold i, I think it works personally. i like i the think gold. it works too yeah i
0: think i think the font maybe should be bolder should be a bit thicker mm. i like the look and I even like the the sort of patiny things down the sides of the yeah. jersey they got going on i like the yeah, the red, black, and gold coloring. But I think Chicago should be just a bit of a, a thicker, bolder font. Mm. Yeah. It's a shame then, there's no
2: good players to wear it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about Zach Levine all day, yeah, Johnny. You know could. that. Um, Milwaukee's one being blue. Yuck. I've talked about this Hate with that, you, John. I it's think terrible. it's so bad. It's, it's very simple. But uh, Milwaukee being in blue is just a weird thing it's for not, me, I just yeah. can't. I can't get over that.
0: I prefer when they call themselves Cream City as opposed <laughs> to this. Like this, like we were talking before about someone discovering gradients. This looks like someone just discovered Photoshop for the first time, and like they're they're trying to. Oh, not Photoshop, paint. I should say Photoshop's yeah. doing it too much. Justice. Just it looks. They've just drawn a line so and
2: done the 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 fill yeah. on two different sides of it.
1: Um, the Golden State one. A big old throwback to their
2: Two Thousands,
1: I guess, yeah, the late two thousands jerseys. I think it's pretty cool. Mm. Nice old. It's, right. it's
2: the first jersey that uh, Steph Curry wore in the NBA, so it's not too long ago. But it's you, you more look at that and think of your Baron mm-hmm. Davis and your kind of, I guess, Monte Ellis and Jace Richardson that era of yeah of the um, <laughs> andrews <the Warriors>. Beidrings. <laughs> yeah, and
1: the- last one. I just wanted to quickly talk about. Uh, Portland's being a, an interesting sort of like brown and then like multicolored trim on one side, obviously representing Oregon and there's a lot of sort of significance there, but
2: it, it uh, looks weird like having it, Oregon, I don't like Oregon being written across the Jersey, like that's kind of weird.
0: No, I like it. Screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, they've sort of
1: followed on from the Utah Jazz doing that sort of one ripple across the uh, the side of their jerseys. So yeah. I can understand it. But yeah, overall, a, a big old, like mostly positive crop of, of jerseys there. Mm. If, if you guys have got uh, any any other favorite jerseys that you want to uh, talk to us about, you can always do so yeah. um, on Twitter, on our socials, which we'll get to at the end we've, of the show. We've
2: talked about all of our teams. So we've got to say the wraps jersey i i think that it's cool i don't think you're a huge fan of it brendan but i reckon it's nice and understated
0: yeah Mm. i I love i love the ovo colorways we're sticking with with the black and gold and Mm. with the the way toronto's written that's going back to our og jersey so yeah i can respect that a little bit but i'm still not a huge fan of the toronto (laughs) font used even though there is some historical relevance attached to it but i do love the colorway like i got um Year before last is the last time I bought a jersey, and it was actually the the OVO Kawhi Leonard version, which is a thing of beauty. So, uh, yeah.
1: which he clutches when he sleeps at night, and no, cries it's, it's, into his it's pillow.
0: My, it's my slam rag these days. That's all Kawhi's good for. <laughs> okay, take these shots.
1: <laughs> okay, time to move on. Uh, <laughs> During this preseason, it is of course uh, the time for everyone to get back into the gym, and it means only one thing: Mr. John O'Peck, Australia's John O'Peck, returns mm. with everyone's favourite uh, half regular segment, semi regular segment, annual segment, <laughs> annual segment, <laughs> <laughs> once a year. We are of course talking about hashtag Muscle Watch. Muscle watch just get yellows oh yeah and just
2: like pump an iron just <laughs> <laughs> yeah what we got Jono? So, so the uh the tradition the off-season tradition for many fans of, of the nba uh, starting with lang whitaker formerly slam magazine editor noticed that uh, a lot of players were putting on 15 pounds of muscle in the off-season and it was always 15 standard. pounds yeah <laughs> so it you know became a bit of a thing i've gone through Finding the hashtag muscle watch tweets to, to show you who's been you know putting on in the off season usually muscle uh, and just you know who you can expect to look a little bit differently this this upcoming season does it mean that their game is going to be different who knows we'll, we'll find out as the you know season kicks on but we're starting with Jarrett Culver over in Minnesota looking no this is a tweet from uh, Canis Hoopus. He's looking noticeably more yoked these days, and has confirmed he has gained ten to fifteen pounds of muscle from last season to this season. So apparently, he's he's saying that it's uh, helping him drive to the basket and play defense. Yeah, Does that I'm sound just seeing
1: a, <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing a tweet of him now. It's, he said uh, he is now so strong he can dribble two basketballs at once.
2: Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. That's amazing because I'm pretty sure I've seen Steph Curry do that, and he we all know how jacked. He is jacked yeah. in air he's quotes He's not yeah. yoked, he's
0: like eggshell. Like, he's yeah. that
2: thing. <laughs> okay, so this is a big one. Ryan Russillo over at The Ringer and other places has said, Mo Bamba has gained 25 pounds of muscle during quarantine. And that was tweeted during July. So I guess, you know, magic didn't go deep this season. And uh, that was during the, the suspended season. The reason I wanted to bring that up, even though it was, you know, quite a few months ago, you might remember last time we did this, Mo Bumba had said that he put on 20 pounds of muscle. So we're now up to 40 pounds, you know, if he, if he kept that 20 pounds of muscle throughout the season, we're up to 45 pounds of muscle.
0: That's a lot of muscle on top of the existing muscle that he had. Exactly. He's he's just one big muscle now.
2: Yeah, he's already a pretty big guy to begin with, so that's scary. Yeah, keep an eye on him. You know, maybe he lost some of that during the season and then he had to get it back again. Maybe he's one of those yo-yo dieters or something. Um, But if he has put on 45 pounds of muscle, maybe he'll be grabbing a few more rebounds. I'm going to start
0: calling him more bumber.
2: Yeah, (laughs) our fantasy drafts after this, so I'm expecting him to be picked by one of us as a sleeper. You know, Okay was a joke? <laughs> yeah, twelfth round worth a fly. Uh, Dylan Brooks says that Jaron Jackson Jr. over in Memphis yeah. is maybe two to three inches taller. So not muscle on watch that's on this says one. Height it's it's watch. height watch. That's, yeah, that's bone. Yeah, he says he's all. He says he's also bigger and stronger too. Okay, so that's partly under under muscle watch. But the the significance of that, I guess, is you know we've seen. People shoot up in the off-season and it's made a huge difference to their games. Giannis is probably the main one. It happened to Paul George in his after his first season. I think he grew about two or three inches as well and it completely opened up his game to um, to be the, the player that he became after that.
0: I love Triple J. Mm.
2: He is pretty solid, yeah. And now he's even taller, so um, maybe he'll be more solid too. Marcus Thompson tweeted that Andrew Wiggins said he had put on just a couple pounds of muscle, so not quite the the fifteen, but he says that he feels faster and stronger, and this is the best he's felt physically. Are you buying into the Wiggins Wiggins Island stock? You know, after however many years, it always looks like he's gonna do something at the start um, of the year, and I'm then he kind in. of fades out.
0: I'm buying. I'm seeing the photo. Fo- like saw the photos of him, and he he looks noticeably bigger. It's not a yeah. couple mm-hmm. of pounds. Like I think he's put on double digit pounds of muscle like you just look at the caps on his shoulders now and, he, and his arms like he's a he's looking like a big boy so if you can at least commit to playing with some kind of regularity I think he could uh he could still get like you know very highly touted first overall pick I don't think we can put him in the bin just yet I think uh yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll buy some stocks
1: yeah I will too I I did like
2: the uh the photoshops of Wiggins with his looking like broccoli as yeah <laughs> <laughs> Looking like Bane in like the Batman games yeah. <laughs> after pumping <laughs> some some venom. So uh, Rui Hachimura says he weighs 240 pounds, which is 10 pounds heavier than he was at this point last year. Big boy, uh, getting stronger was one focus in off season, and he says he still feels he hasn't lost any quickness. So that's going to be a, an asset to the Wizards, I guess, as they're retooling. You know, we mentioned they got the the you know the the two All Stars and a bunch of. And yeah, kind of serviceable role players around them. Maybe ten pounds will make a difference. Uh, Shake yeah. Milton, who's a, a name that is just fun to say. Uh, Shake says he's gained about thirteen to fourteen pounds above his playing weight from last season, almost fifteen, almost the league standard. Nearly there. I it's, mean, yeah. we've got a couple of days. Give yeah. it time. Yeah. This, artic- this article
1: does say that we need to now start calling him Protein Shake Milton. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's. I like that. I like That's that. Great. Maybe um, yeah, maybe Joel and Beads got him onto um, Chick-fil-A diet. Cause it doesn't say that he's it doesn't say 15, 14, uh, 13 14 pounds of muscle, it just says 30 40 <laughs> pounds of flab just <laughs> going in James Harden style just really yeah. overweight. <laughs> yeah, okay, we got two more here. Uh, Colin Sexton over at the Cavs, the Cav Twitter account tweeted out a quote I started eating a lot better and then put on probably 10 to 15 pounds of muscle so that's probably a good sign from a guy like him you know you want him developing that NBA body
1: from what I'm hearing his teammate Darius Garland has reportedly added 20 pounds of muscle yeah, clearly some boof going on in uh, in Cleveland.
0: If you combine we'll that, that see. gets them to the the industry standard of 15 pounds. You combine the two, and they've they've both <laughs> passed. So <laughs> yeah,
1: the yeah, the averages all you know work themselves
2: out. Yeah, last one here. P. J. Dozier says he gained 15 pounds during the hiatus. Uh, that was tweeted out in August by T. J. McBride, M. B. A. So Denver's got yet another. Play the player to uh, to you know work into that lineup with with all their young dudes but uh, you know 15 pounds that's the standard and uh, PJ Dozier has done it so congrats on making muscle watch history well done well done I'm very proud gold star for you yeah fantastic that's, that's all we have
1: oh that was uh, that was a lot of fun I'm sure we'll have are there quite any, a, are there any quite more a in more. the
2: article you've got
1: uh, there was a couple, I, I mean... Mo you know, Wagner Darius... looks
2: like the big one.
0: They're yeah. showing a photo of him with Beal and Westbrook and Rui and oh, Mo looks like a man amongst slightly smaller men. Yeah, the <laughs> other one
2: that's not in there is uh, LeBron James Jr. We ju- I just feel like every few months I see a new photo of him and people are saying, oh, Bronny, putting on pounds. He's probably starting Jeez. to juice with his
0: dad.
1: <laughs> that was... Uh, Rookie from the Sacramento Kings, Tyrese Halliburton, says he gained 17 pounds. So he's going above and beyond since uh, finishing his college season. Um, And then, I guess in height watch details, uh, Jason Tatum has now grown to 6'10". Wow. God.
2: Jeez. Okay. That's something. Small ball in the work. at The Celtics. God, I hate Celtics. How old is he? How is he still growing? He's (laughs) He's he's He's
0: what, 24?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, he's not not old, so... Yeah, but who, who grows at 23? I mean... Or 24? How old are you, Matt? Big, oh, he's actually I, he's 22, sorry. We've <laughs> you we've might still come. be growing, Matt. He's 22. <laughs> he's 23 <laughs> okay. in March. It, it's shit. still a pretty late growth spurt. Like, I've heard of, you know, the stories of nineteen twenty, he's having a growth spurt, but 22. I think he <laughs> might have just got some higher shoes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, those Jordans, are they're pretty... Uh, platformy i'll have you know John.
1: i stopped growing about 10 years ago thank you very much okay you were six (laughs) i was a big boy um yeah i think that's pretty much it for muscle watch Mm isn't that's it excellent Excellent. i've got one for another year we've (laughs) shut the door for the uh the muscle watch um i guess cabin but uh one more bit of news before we jump into brendan's uh i guess piece for today's episode. A bit of a news story involving our friend Dwight Howard, of course, who has just uh, jumped over from west to east to join the Sixers. And this one came out a couple of days ago and was perhaps one of those... I was looking for content, Mm. as you would, because we... John, obviously last season we had the the story with Danny Green reportedly being robbed in uh, in Toronto uh, before he moved to Los Angeles. And this time Dwight Howard is apparently... Uh, he's apparently forgotten to pay two women who were looking after his 200 pound or 90 kilogram snake. And apparently it's a boa constrictor, too. So this is. Of course, this Dwight is, Howard
2: has a boa constrictor, yeah, which the, is a ad- zoo
1: animal. Yeah. The article uh, on Fox Sports uh, claims Dwight Howard tried to slither his way out. Very well done. Of paying... <laughs> Of paying two women who took care of the NBA star's 200-pound snake, a lawsuit claims. TMZ reports Armika Nabar and Kamisha Shelman are seeking a, min- a minimum of US 50000 dollars in unpaid wages for watching Howard's snake collection after they were fired by him in January. Of course, this comes out now when the season starts to try and derail a team, you know, getting that sort of, you know good start to a season in and this came after nabar said that she helped howard land a 2.56 million dollar contract with the lakers last season by using her quote networks and what? contacts
2: what Gosh, that so is... she's an
0: entrepreneur and a snake wrangler like where do you where do you find these
2: people and, losing and credibility t- there
0: yeah and, and <laughs> i'm i'm concerned for your browser history with what you must have searched to come up with this with like dwight howard boa constrictor you might have got a Quite a couple of big, uh, big Dwight penis uh, search, <laughs> search results
2: there. So uh,
1: all I all I searched was NBA news, and it was first thing on the first uh, yep. cab off the
2: rank. So, I'm, I'm so that's what they tell me I'm confused by the use of the word collection. Were there other snakes involved in this? Well, the article the article does say Howard,
1: who has been featured multiple times on Animal Planet's Tanked, which I assume is about like about keeping tanks. animals, in yeah. fish tanks and stuff. Has a number of large snakes, mm. and one of them, Cleopatra, is a 200-pound constrictor that can go to grow to 25
2: feet. It's a lot of feet, so he, man. It's... I'd want i want 50 grand as well. They're probably <laughs> Dealing... feeding. It, they're probably having to feed it like whole guinea, chickens, guinea pigs, and yeah, like <laughs> pigeons and.
1: The article obviously says, Nabar and Shellman were hired in December 2018, according according to TMZ, under the impression that they'd be doing business and administrative work. But the woman alleged in the lawsuit that Howard burdened them with more responsibilities after firing a butler, maid and groundskeeper. So he he definitely hasn't got his uh, administrative uh, shoes on with this one. He's clearly fucked up along the way.
2: Fifty grand is not that much, I think, no. as well for a guy like Dwight Howard. Like you, you have to yeah. think that if if they have been taking care of the snake and they came to him and said, "Hey, you paid us for the, uh, you know, the laundry. You paid us for the, the, uh, admi- admin. You paid us for the landscaping. You forgot to pay us for feeding your giant snake. It's fifty <laughs> grand. That's hazard pay. Yeah. <laughs> you think he'd just go?" Uh, yeah sure I yeah, trust sure, you yeah. guys you guys are responsible for like half of my household here's the money
1: God, God. that's ter- honestly terrifying I wouldn't want to be anywhere near a boa constrictor
2: yeah, I'm guessing it's I had a it's... pet snake once yeah but how big was that like two feet
0: no like it grew like it I don't know where it is now it it, it got out of the cage. <laughs> don't where know where, where it is that's terrifying <laughs> like I left Better it with, with it. some friends when I when I moved overseas and uh. Uh, ed was the snake's name and it got out of the cage and they just find snake skins that were getting gradually bigger throughout the house they could never find the snake he was just like skulking in the shadows waiting to kill somebody because he was a very angry snake he was a he was a jungle python which could grow i think um up to about four meters i think
1: no thank you i'm good four meters (laughs) how did it
2: what was it eating to survive if they weren't feeding it who knows? Just... Or are they just like leaving dead rats it- nah, out? No, like. they,
0: they stopped feeding it. Like <laughs> So I'm guessing this thing was just eating birds and local yeah. animals.
2: Impressive. He was so right, angry Off
0: you Ed. go. Used to buy me a, all a the fun. time.
2: <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. I'm, right. I'm imagining something as big as this boa constrictor though. It would be in a huge cage mm. and you just have to open the cage and throw in the food and yeah, then close like, it again. When they're just leading they not so you don't
0: that care. active. And you only feed a snake that size maybe once a week. So... Yeah. True. Even if they are feeding them whole chickens, it ain't fifty grand worth of chickens. If it's if they looked after this thing for a year, but yeah, they'd want their damages and their restitution and yeah, danger pay and whatever else. So I'm curious <laughs> to know if Dwight's Dwight's paid these two ladies for for looking after. Uh, was it um, Cleopatra? Cleopatra. Clear <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: we'll have to keep an eye man. on this story as it develops. Yeah, yeah I feel like I feel like there's more to
1: this yeah. as well. So. But uh, to finish off, Brendan, you've got uh, a little something for us.
0: All right. Yeah, I do indeed. I thought um, I need to bring something to the table apart from bad jokes and uh, average hot takes. So I've come up with a little segment I like to call Shoot from the Hip. Be careful where you point that thing. You will blow your own face off. (laughs)
1: there we go <laughs> so
0: shoot from the hip is where i'm going to throw a series of questions to my co-host here said questions they have not seen they're not aware of what they're going to entail and i just want you guys to shoot from the hip with your your, your immediate response so uh when i throw these out there let me know like yeah i say question you give me the answer we don't want to sit and go uh long deep diving on mm-hmm. any of these it's just going to be question response move on type of thing uh, okay. Just to test your mettle and, and we'll sort of come back on some of these ones because the first wave I've done a sort of season-wide uh, or season-long focus mm. question. So uh, we can revisit these at the end of the season and see if uh, you shooting from the hip got you to the right answers. So
2: the first question. Hold on a sec. Are we alternating so we don't talk over each other? Okay. Or do you want to direct them at one That's of That's okay.
0: All right. So we'll go We'll go, Tilby, Jono, then me. Tilby, Jono, then me. Okay. okay. Sure. Sure. Up, right. straight up that makes a lot of sense otherwise yeah we might get a little bit of a blending of the words yeah, so yeah. which Tilby which team wins the east
1: ooh like, that is a tough one
0: got five six. from the hip
2: oh Brooklyn oh wow. Jono whoa whoa uh, I am going with the Bucks the smart pick
0: I am also going with the Bucks uh, I think Drew Holly is going to help them out the team out. <laughs> I was like alright the next question Tilby which team wins the west Uh, Lakers. Jono?
2: Clippers. Lakers are going to rest too much.
0: I'm going to go the Lakers as well on this one. All right, Tilby. Which player wins MVP for this season?
2: Luka Doncic. Jono? Luka Doncic.
0: (laughs) I am going to go Damian Lillard because I love that man and I think they're going to do well this year. Uh, Robert Covington pickup, very underrated. All Mm. right. Yeah. Tilby, who is your player to watch in 2020 slash 2021? So this can be like maybe your favorite player, most exciting. You can you can take this wherever you like.
1: I mean, I, if it wasn't going to be Devin Booker, I actually would have said Russell Westbrook because I feel like he's going to have a big year now that he's uh, the quote number one
2: player in the Wizards. Okay, Jono. Look <laughs> at
0: I'm, I'm going with Jar Morant. Everyone that's listened to at least one of these episodes knows I've got a got a big man crush on on that young man. So uh, mm. give me some Jar. All right, Matt Tilby. Best Gatorade or Powerade flavor? There
1: was a grape flavor, wasn't there? There is. There's I'm, a grape. There's a purple. Yeah. That's okay. A Powerade, I'm a big.
2: Yeah. Big grape flavor uh, drink person. So go for grape. Jono. My first thought was blue, but I think red. Okay.
0: Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm orange on the Gatorade and red on the Powerade. So, Mm. very ice is the Powerade one. Next question, or second last question: Which team is going to be the biggest surprise packet of the twenty twenty slash twenty one season? Tilby. I think the Nets. Yeah, they are
1: going to take that serious jump. I think.
0: (laughs) Who's surprised about that?
2: Well, Tilby's got them as the one seed, so I would be surprised if that, okay. that happens. <laughs>
0: okay, well, there's, there's continuity there. Jono? Uh,
2: I think the Warriors, I think they're going to be like a top four team.
0: Okay, and I am going to go with the Blazers. I think they're going to be fighting for that number three spot in Ooh. the West.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm putting all th- my chips in on Dame. And I thought the- I was the
1: one making terrible takes here. <laughs> oh,
0: here we go. Here we go. When you say that Westbrook's yeah. better than Beal, I'm like, oh couple of years ago maybe last question which team takes the biggest tumble in the upcoming 2020 21 season
1: i think it might be the Sixers.
2: far out yeah um, spicy yeah i think the rockets i'm with you
0: Jono. i think the rockets like this is as it stands even with Harden, i think they're still gonna fall a little mm. bit but i think he's gone i think it's inevitable that they trade him and Start the retool.
2: So. There's too much. There's too much change. I think for that to work, it in one single season. Yeah. I, I almost said the Raptors, though. Though, <laughs> I just don't know. Like, I just don't know.
0: Yeah, I think they'll make the finals, but it's going to be at, like the sixth spot or something. The Raptors. Yeah. In
2: all finals. Big, Sorry, can we? <laughs> that's a big tumble though from where they were.
1: You mean playoffs, not finals? Because they're definitely uh, yeah. not making it
2: all the way. <laughs> Every time Brendan says finals, I'm like, what? But he means yeah. the playoffs. It's the Australian thing.
0: Yes. Yes, I do because we're okay. Australians here. But yeah, that is—you can't that say is The finals. end of the debut segment of shoot from the hip. <laughs> pew, pew,
1: pew, pew, pew. I'll put you some
0: can't gun to... signs in there. Yeah. <laughs> Future bites.
1: We'll get. Uh, we'll hopefully be making more terrible sh- shots from the hip as the season progresses. Sure. Oh, yeah, I'm,
0: I'm taking it in. A whole host of ways so uh, strap in
1: he's hauling ass to Lollapalooza <laughs> alright ladies and gentlemen that has been it for another episode of Hoop Dreams it is so very good to be back after what seemed like a day of an off season but uh, of course if you've got any comments, queries questions, concerns or complaints you can do so with the hashtag Hoop Dreams you can all follow us on Twitter I am at it's Tilby Brendan where can they follow you?
0: Uh, I am at Brendan 8bit Had to and think Jono there
1: at Jono himself. And of course, if you want to follow everything that we're doing at 8-Bit, you can do so at WeAre8Bit. Anything else from anyone?
0: No, just uh, get ready. Big changes in uh, 2021 for the 8-Bit brand. Uh, we've got some some redesigns of the website, new web store, and a whole heap of other cool things coming your way. So keep your mm. eyes and ears peeled to the website and Demp socials.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait. All right, everybody. From myself, Matt Tilby, Brendan White, and Jono Peck, It is goodbye for now. Take care.
0: Peace.
2: Oh, keep dreaming. (laughs) It's been a long time. I
0: don't have a witty basketball quip to throw at the end. You'll find something. Swish. (laughs)